Any lawyer who got assigned this case with only two weeks to go would drop the whole thing. Unless they had a personal beef with you, which they wouldn't. There's only one way to get Cameron thrown off this case. Prove he colluded with Giannopoulos. Turn bullshit highway into fact highway. Fact highway? Yeah, you know, it's right next to I don't want to talk about this anymore, Lane. We're going to have to talk about how to prove they colluded because we have a chance to get rid of this murder charge once and for all. Suits Season 3, Episode 5 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about Shadow of a Doubt, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestradino, back here with the guy who is once again ready to blow you away. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Rob. I'm good. It's another day, another episode of Suits. We back, baby. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Here we go. And uh, we got some reconciliation here between Jessica and Harvey. And maybe if the business card is any indicator, a new name for the firm of Pearson, Darby, Inspector, PDS. Pearson? P PDS is a thing. Pearson Darby Inspector has been proposed, but we didn't see Harvey accept this uh this new role as name partner. Rob, we know Harvey was doing basically a hostile takeover of his own to yeah. mirror, you know, the hostile takeover that was going on in this case. Um, but now that he is name partner, is there any world where he still wants Jessica to be squeezed out? I don't know if he wants her to be squeezed out, although I guess that he is certainly concerned. He's like, is this a move or is this a, a, a gesture in terms of, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, as Darby said to Jessica, I don't know if he was privy to that conversation. And he said, well, it was a gesture. Uh, you know, it wasn't actually to put Pearson before Darby more so than it was an actual thing. But, you know, Darby still has like the goods on Harvey that if... Darby comes back to Jessica when she says, hey, all right, new plan. It's it's Pearson Darby Spectre. Does Darby tell Jessica like, oh, my sweet summer child, you don't know. Yeah. Harvey was working behind the scenes to oust you. Yeah, what? only Varys. Yes. Only Varys would know these things, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, no, that, that's a good point. I mean... Harvey's whole issue was that he wanted to be name partner. Then Jessica pissed him off, and then he wanted to be managing partner of the U.S. branch of Pearson Darby. Uh, hopefully, Spectre Darby or Darby Spectre, you know, from his point of view. Now he has the name partner thing, but I wonder if he's going to stop there. Does he still want to be managing partner? And if he does still want to be managing partner, is there any incentive for Darby to continue to help him at this point? And or so is it more like... the business card, Chappelle, said senior partner, not managing partner. I don't know if there's a difference oh, between senior well, partner and managing partner. Well, he wanted to be name partner, right? He wanted his name in the, in the thing. But mm -hmm. yeah, managing partner is whoever's in charge, right? Because like Jessica was the managing partner when it was her and um and our guy uh, Daniel Hardman, so he wanted to be manual. Our guy. He yeah, I, I couldn't think of his name. Uh, he wanted she wanted to be managing partner, right? Uh, and so he wanted that back, but it wasn't going to change the name of the firm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. uh, but Harvey wanted to be. He wanted his name on the building, which he got essentially. That's just Jessica's offering him. Here's your name on the building. Yeah. Okay. But does he still want to run the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, uh, and have the final say-so at this firm? And Chappelle, is it just a name or does, like, Harvey get ownership stake in this? Does he have to, like, put in, like, $10 million to get th that sort of, like, ownership stake? Like, does he get any part of Jessica's 49? I'd have to assume so, right? Where, um... 
But then doesn't that mean that Jessica would then have to give up some of hers? Meaning that, that Darby that. would have, yeah, Darby would have even more of of like the say so. And I mean, just having two percent is enough to to really just throw your weight around. Mm-hmm. It seems, but I don't know how much she's willing to give up to give Harvey a piece of the pie. That's a good point. I, yeah. Look, one of our associates. One of y'all, I know y'all have gone to law school and y'all know exactly that how this works. Let us know. Suitspodcast.com slash Facebook uh, or at Suitspod on Twitter and tell us exactly how this works because it looks like uh, Jessica is making a move that might also be a gesture, but we just don't know what it means for the firm moving forward. Okay, so that's uh, a big part of what's going on. Again, Ava Hessington, you know, this is the case with more twists and turns than anything. And so she's back and we're trying to fend off uh, Tony Giannopoulos. Tony Tony G. G, Yeah. Who finally showed up. Uh, Tony G had been just... pretty much too busy to deal with any of these people. He's like, I'm an investment bank. I don't have time for this. So he sends his uh, one proxy in one episode who kind of gets rid of Lewis. Uh, He sends another proxy in this episode. And then finally he just shows up. He's like, look, you pissed off my assistant. I decided, I was curious to see yeah. why y'all were knocking on the may, door. May I for a moment on Tony G? What, what an a-hole. What an a-hole. You don't this like guy, Tony G? Yeah. This guy is like, listen, you think I care about money? Here's a $50,000 bond. Give me a flamethrower. Eat the rich. This was ridiculous. He's like, that's not. You think I like, care? Is the issue. I'm in banking. Money's not the issue. Yeah. I like to win. I was like, another one? Another like, Harvey? Sir, you could have done it with a five. And then, yeah, you know. Yeah, just ripped it in half. Like, yeah, this, man, this man went to the length of, I don't even know where, how you get a bond. I don't even know. Right. <laughs> like he went to the bank. <laughs> bring, a, bring me a bond. I'm going to make a point with a, Harvey Specter. I need a prop bond. Yeah, yes. I need a prop bond. You think it's just uh, like he printed it out? Like his Donna is like, print me out the prop bond. I mean, it is suits. That is the like yeah. number one suits move. It is true. Like it probably wasn't even a bond. It's like a, a Chuck E. Cheese certificate or something like that that says happy birthday. But he says, it's a bond and just lights it on fire really quickly before, mm-hmm. um, before anybody can inspect it. I mean, it was a flashy move. It really was, and it worked. Ridiculous. You know, it definitely had Harvey shook. It, but it did work. You know, because fifty k is nothing to scoff at, especially for someone like Harvey, who I mean is trying to per- look like he's purchasing way into you know leadership here at his firm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was flashy. I, I kind of like Tony G, but again, eat the rich. Yeah. So Tony G, he's trying to ultimately. Uh, he wants to squeeze out Ava Hessington. He already, I guess, is the new CEO. But they're going to try to uh, undo that the events of the last episode. But, you know, Tony G is going to be, you know, meeting them at every turn. He's thought of everything. Yeah. So Harvey does team up with Steven as well to try to figure out a way to take uh, Tony G down. And it's really one of those things where. Uh, you know, Steven's like, I'm going to support you as long as Ava doesn't end up guilty. So we have to do whatever it takes to make sure that at the end of the day, Ava doesn't get end up guilty. And then Harvey is able to get, you know, win his side of the bargain. But with this Tony G character, I mean, he really wants Ava Hessington's uh, company. And she said, I would rather rot in jail than to let that happen. So mm-hmm. it's an uphill battle for her because this guy, it's, at this point, it's, it's, on, it's at petty, petty levels, right? Like, it's less about actually, like, what's right and what's wrong. Did Ava commit murder and all this other stuff? He's pissed. They subpoenaed his daughter. And when you cross these boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, these with the family, 
All bets are off. Okay. All right. Well, Stephen Huntley has no issue with crossing of the boundaries because uh, we know about what's been going on with him and Donna. How about at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, Harvey is looking for Donna on her lunch break. She heads to her place or or to wherever uh, Stephen is staying at. It's sweet. Yeah. 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 So my first question is, um, does Harvey know how to use a computer? Have we ever seen Harvey work on a computer? We've never seen Jessica touch a computer. We've never seen (laughs) Harvey touch a computer. Jessica is literally always drinking tea or like on her tablet. At no point does she ever actually touch a computer. Like, I guess if you got that much money, you pay people to do that for you. Um, I don't do computers. Does Harvey even have a computer in his office? I don't think so. Well, he's got to be staring at something all the time. It feels like he's always like looking out the window yeah, or down I mean, at this a is tablet. how you work at Pearson Harmon. You just stare off into like uh, sightsee. It's so dramatic. I, I kind of like the uh, the extraness of like whenever you walk into Jessica's office, her back is turned to you and she's sipping tea out of the, like this tiny mm-hmm. uh, tea teacup. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't see you there, Harvey. And she, but she doesn't ever look what back. Just yeah, she's like, what is it now? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Harvey has no clue what to how to use a computer. He doesn't know how to, to hit print. So Donna Donna has to explain to him that yes. Harvey, go over it. Click, click Control P. You know, make this thing happen. Uh, but pick up the mouse. What, what is that? Yeah, what's a mouse? What is that? What what is mouse? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. But I think Donna's already set this stuff up, so she's got the print the printed documents already on Harvey's desk, and he's like, "Oh, dang, you 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 were ready for that." And like Donna's on top of everything, including Stephen Huntley. Um, I'm I'm sorry, her dentist. Yes, her dentist. Yes, uh, she was uh, a quick and thorough recap he got. And uh, yeah, she went through some things, uh, multiple things. Yes, Adana is the queen of innuendo. That's all she does yes. is speaking code, speaking entendre. She, the whole time, she's like, oh, are you going to be quick this time? Well, I hope you're as thorough as you were, Mr. Dentist. Yeah. I was like, in your mouth, Donna, yeah. please. I can see that b- business is booming. Right. I was like, Donna, dear God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like this 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 woman is uh she's she's off the leash. A little mm-hmm. she's out of control. Uh but now Donna and um and Steven are still continuing their their tryst. And Rachel is more like, so when you're gonna tell Harvey? And for a second, Donna's like, Well, why do I have to tell Harvey? Because Rachel explains to her that these things can be kept separate. Yeah. You don't have to like, you're not working for Steven per se. Yes. In the last episode, you and I were talking about this and we're like, "Uh, Harvey's not going to like this. Harvey's going to be pissed. He didn't like that she was making copies for him. But in some way, I wonder if that making copies for Steven is worse than the like a quick and thorough appointment that she had. Because who is Harvey to like, hey, it was just... It was just sex. Like, yeah, like uh, you know, you have sex with people. It happens. Uh, but when you do some of these copies. Very intimate. Mm-hmm. That's very that's very intimate. Because you're doing work very for intimate. them. You're helping yeah. them accomplish their things. For Harvey, it's like, what is sex? Um, right. As long as it's not between married people. Uh, if you're, right. sing- you're single, she's single, hey, whatever. You know, who cares? Uh, go back to Mike and Rachel, where mm-hmm. you know, that Mike was like, oh, I have a you know, thing for Rachel. He's like, well, don't tell her the secret. He's like, well, right. I can't date her. He's like, no, I never said that. Go ahead. I never said that. Have at it. it. Do what you want. Yeah. Like, it's business. It's all about business for Harvey when when uh, Donna goes to him and says, Harvey, uh, yeah, so tell me about Tony G. Also, I'm sleeping with Steven. She's, he's like, oh. Okay. Okay. Well, how long has it been going on? And have you been working with it? She's like, I'm not working for him. So, okay, cool. But then later on, 
there's a moment where Harvey and and, and Stephen are are having a, a disagreement of sorts mm-hmm. because you know um, Harvey doesn't like Stephen's tactic. This is when he found out about the subpoena, and so he's kind of like, uh, "Stephen, you're not working with me. Get out of my office." Type situation, and um, <laughs> and Harvey. It, it does feel like it's a, a lot more personal than it would have been. And so Steven says, wait a minute. This isn't about me and my work. This is about Donna. Are you, are you, you think this is personal? Like, you, 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 you don't like that I've been canoodling with Donna? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, no. You only been with Donna for three days. That should tell you something. Get out of here. And yeah. so he's still trying to let us know that this is completely not personal. But isn't it a little bit, Riley? A little bit. And I feel like that, you know, I don't know about Stephen's intentions. I have not been uh, trusting of Stephen uh, this whole way through. And the fact that he did bring that up to Harvey about Donna does feel like a little bit like, haha, like I did this just to have one over on you. I need to get a little something out of this. Yeah, like like, Donna's cool. She's, you know, she's a baddie or whatever. But at the same time, I got to mm-hmm. show Harvey that I'm not, you know, I'm not beneath him. You know, I'm beneath Donna. And so um, I have to show uh, Harvey that, you know, I can, I can win things too. And so, yeah, he said it's it's, it's just getting personal. And there's a, it's very funny because Harvey's like, uh, you crossed the line. Mm-hmm. Don't do it again. And I'm thinking, okay, you crossed the line. That feels like that's very personal. Like, you know, like Harvey, yeah. for you and Donna to always do the like, well, we never did anything, but we also can never go back from the thing we did. Um, this de- definitely felt like a, you can talk about, you know, me, you can talk about my work, all that stuff, but you better leave Donna out of this. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, Harvey, I kind of like this. Yeah, two lines he crossed with Tony G's daughter and then uh, the whole thing with Donna. And so Donna ends up going back to Steven at one point and basically is uh, annoyed with him. Like, uh, you threw it in Harvey's face. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where uh, Steven is like, damn, you know, I messed up. But also, come on, Donna, it's me, Steven. He does the Harvey. He's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. Donna, I really like you. You know, this short term engagement, this little arrangement we've been having where it's just you show up, we do a thing, you come to the dentist, you leave. Yeah. But now what if we extended this? And, you know, not to, you know, get out of her her character. She's like, I will take that offer under advisement. And so we don't think we don't hear that Donna and Steven are over. But we also heard that there might be an extension on their contract. And so mm-hmm. maybe in the future we get a more uh, a more concrete version of Donna and Steven. And they are a couple. Yeah. And then we have to see how Harvey deals with that. Yeah. Because Harvey goes behind Steven in this episode where he goes back to Jessica because he doesn't like how Steven is running things and how Steven has screwed things up. So he goes back to Jessica to try to get things right. And then Jessica ultimately meets with Ava Hessington to get her to consider working with Tony G to make this all work. But for Steven, he's like, oh, I guess you you went back to uh, Jessica. I guess that's uh, pretty ironic considering that uh, you helped her dig her own grave once Edward yeah. Darby so, finds out about this. Well, it's, it's very weird because, yeah, Harvey is, he has to make this Ava Hessington thing work, right? Because because his deal with Darby is that uh, Harvey Darby, Donner, Darby, Darby. It's really hard to say all of these words. Okay, so Harvey's deal with Darby is that Ava Hessington has to obtain, you know, maintain her 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 
uh, business and not go to jail. And in order to make this happen, he finally goes to Jessica. But the irony of all of that is that if the deal works out with Darby and Harvey, then Jessica is the one getting pushed out. And so she is unknowingly helping Harvey, uh, you know, build a case against her. You know, like he's building his troops and she's the one handing him the knife to stab right into her back. And so, yeah, she does end up helping Harvey. And then later on, she makes that gesture that we talked about where she makes him name partner. Um, Now, I don't know if this is Jessica. Again, is Jessica completely clueless that Harvey is building this, uh, this like, fortress against her or is she just kind of like no i see it coming and i know that this is the only way that i'm going to be i I think she knows she's like oh okay i understand like how this feels uh and so i think what would i do what would harvey do if he was in this situation if i was making him feel Mm -hmm. some type of way so i think she sort of like is able to her spidey uh spider parts are tingling Yes, and I can imagine that if she's looking at it in a situation where she feels a certain way about Darby in the same way Harvey feels about her, what is Jessica really going to do now that she feels like a subordinate to someone in her law firm, Mm -hmm. right? So she's like, probably in her mind, she's probably thinking, I need to stage a coup. Mm -hmm. Well, how do... If I if I want to stage one, who's to say Harvey doesn't want to stage one? So maybe I go and smooth things over with Harvey, and then we get the old gang back together. We get the team back together. It's Jessica. It's Harvey. We're doing our old stuff, and then we push out Darby again. Mm-hmm. I think it could happen. It could happen again. All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of other on-again, off-again couples here with Mike and Rachel, and ultimately with Lewis and Nigel. Uh, who do you, who'd you rather talk about first? I mean, I'd much rather talk about uh, Lewis and okay. Nigel. Let's at talk all about times, Lewis and know? Nigel. And Nigel is back after a couple episodes out. He has not been at the office uh, very much, and we find out that he has been guiding the associates just by memo. Lewis can't believe it. What a bad job he's doing. That they Lewis says, uh, "We do not shall here," but uh, Nigel is insisting on it. And Nigel uh, has a run-in with Lewis at the Mud House. Of course, Nigel, a fellow mudder. A fellow mudder. Uh, He gets there, and Nigel is breaking all the mudding code, I guess, that Lewis is so used to. First of all, it's a private club, so Nigel shouldn't even be there. But there's a sister club in London, and so he's got, like, courtesy mudding privileges. Yeah. Uh, He also brought in his own Turkish mud from the outside, uh, which is a violation of club policy. So Lewis is already kind of on edge. And it's weird because you see that there is obviously this beef between the two of them. Nigel's running the associates into the ground from Lewis's point of view. Lewis put Nigel in this position in the first place. They do a little, you know, back and forth, a, lot, a little practical joking. And then we see the cat. And yes. when the cat shows up, that's when the bond starts to build again. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you going to just skip over how the associates are like grains of sand, Chappelle? I mean, you can explain to me how they're like grains of sand. They need pressure and heat, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, before they ultimately get blown into glass. Yeah, Chihuly glass, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, yes. Yeah, and so so later on, Nigel gives out a gift to all the yeah. associates. And uh, he Lewis walks in, sees everybody gleefully looking mm-hmm. at their gifts, laughing. And, you know, Lewis is not one to be left out of moments of whim- whimsy. He wants to know mm-hmm. what's going on. And so then they reveal that he's been giving out glass statues, blown glass statues that says, what is it? Uh, Lewis lit blew this, blew me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lewis Slit blew me. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Lewis, Lewis said, hey, yeah, hey, and uh, like, I don't want to be told uh, who I can and cannot uh, blow. Yeah. And so uh, now uh, Lewis has, now that he's spent years of blowing, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not going to let them yeah. shatter the glass. And so, uh, yeah, Nigel made sure that everyone knew that Lewis has indeed been blowing a lot of things. Right. But as you mentioned, Lewis finds out that Nigel is a cat man and everything changes. And so that who is this stunning creature? Uh, Lewis asks. And uh, he finds out that Nigel has a temperamental cat in the office. And that's it. instant. It's like, say no more. Okay. Lewis yeah. is, uh, I love when Lewis says, say no more. Um, and he just wins him over with the cat, and ultimately he's going to be cat sitting for Nigel. Yeah, does he have brains in his head? Does he have a heart in his chest? Of mm-hmm. course, he's going to be taken by this cat. Um, uh, and so yeah, Nigel is going to be leaving uh, town, but he cannot just bring the cat with him because uh, he would need to be quarantined because of uh, whatever the uh, like transportation laws are in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And um, Lewis said that the cat would rather die than yeah. be quarantined. He's like, yeah, you get it, you understand. All right. And so Lewis volunteers to keep the cat. All right. Can I take you to, uh, if not down the fact highway, can I take you on hot take highway? Okay, go for it. Lewis lit is one of TV's greatest characters of all time. Oh, let's get into it. What did, what did you, how'd you get here? He's just so rich that there are so many, and I think that that's like the key to like a great character is that you could get like a sheet of paper and like, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What do they love? What do they hate? And, you know, it's the types of things that you could just like rattle them off. That There's there's so much about him where like, uh, try it for Mike Ross. Like, uh, like what is Mike Ross like? Uh, movie quotes, Rachel, uh, smoking pot, Lying, bicycles. Smoking yeah, pot. Whatever. I mean, yeah. but I mean, it's very like, uh, what does he not like? Uh, I don't know. People that are like mean to him. He doesn't like you know. drunk drivers. Yeah. <laughs> but Lewis, I mean, you could go on and on and on on both sides of the ledger and like uh, his, his strengths, his weaknesses, you know, how to win him over. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. funny to see Lewis in this situation? Wouldn't it be funny to see Lewis? Like he's just, he's such a rich character that I, I love Lewis so much. Yeah, let's get Lewis lit for the Traders season three. Put him, yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, Rick Hoffman is just uh, my, you know, uh, favorite favorite from Suits, and uh, it's not close. No, he's killing it. I wonder if we could get him for an interview. Well, who? Oh, I don't have anybody who could reach out to him. Associates, what's up? Mm-hmm. You can't. Now do a little, do, do, do some legwork for us and see if we can get us some good interviews from the Suits cast, starting with Lewis Lit. It would be so great. Um, because yeah, we even see that you know this temperamental cat is even something that Lewis is in love with, right? So he says the cat is keeping him up at night. Not it won't cat drink her cream. Yeah, it, it won't drink her cream. It uh, it has to be like, what, 5.5 degrees Celsius. It, it's not a fan of his older cat, you know, his former cat, Bruno's origami collection. She won't use her litter box unless it's facing London. And he's loving every second of it. taking care of this cat. Anybody else would be like, oh, I bit off more than I could chew. Nigel gave me this cat. It was a setup. Not Lewis. He's like, this mm-hmm. is what I live for. And yep. so, yeah. And I feel like, is doing not, not to, to like make make it weird, uh, but I do feel like, you know, with uh, Sheila's ass too, you know, Lewis likes, uh, you know, somebody who like uh, tells him what to do. Yeah, he does. He like he likes somebody who's a little temperamental and he likes the cat. Mm-hmm. Knows yeah. his way around a cat. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then, all right, Mike and Rachel, uh, they're Bo, like, uh, tomato. Yeah, so <laughs> they got two things going on. A uh, dinner date with uh, the Zanes, with Rachel's parents. Finally, um, Mike Ross, he's going to meet the parents. You're going to meet me. And so he has to go uh, to Rachel's house, even though she's a little bit weird about bringing Mike over to her house. And then they're going to be good cop, bad cop, the new the new Mike to his Harvey on this case mm -hmm. of this. Was it a school board that was embezzling money? Yeah, something like that. A lady named Beth was dating a guy who was embezzling money and they were they were deposing Beth and being like, Beth, what's up? Like, you know, this man was deposing money. And she's like, he would never. And, she's, and then all of a sudden, Rachel kind of picks up like, oh, oh, y'all sleeping together. What's up? What's up mm -hmm. with that? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, she loves him. She loves him. And Rachel starts to see a lot of herself in this in this lady, Beth, because she, throughout the episode, she's talking about, you know, Mike, don't be so hard on her. You know, she's not. it's not going to be so easy for her to snitch on this guy. It's not going to be so easy mm -hmm. for her to, you know, to answer these questions because she's clearly in love with this criminal. It's like Rachel was talking to herself because she, too, is in love with a criminal that she <laughs> might one day yes. be faced with. Um, you know, people asking her very specific questions about him and trying to get her to, to, to throw him under the bus. Yeah. And so although they're sitting on their high horse making this woman feel really bad, they're really talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, later on in the episode, we're going to see that this woman, Beth, is going to marry the guy who uh, was stealing the money. And then there's some talk about whether this is or is not going to work. Now, Mike Ross himself just watched The Sopranos, talked about it mm -hmm. in uh, the last episode with Katrina. Uh, this was a plot point on The Sopranos of whether or not this does work. Uh, so I feel like that that probably would have come up. Um, let me bring in a piece of feedback from Anessa, the marriage counselor, who says spousal privilege in New York says that you cannot even voluntarily testify against your spouse regarding an incriminating communication you had during the marriage. In Connecticut, you cannot be compelled to testify, but you could do it voluntarily. However, here the communication took place before the marriage, so it's fair in both states. Oh. Okay, so what she's saying that the spousal pri privilege happened before the marriage, so there is like you could still ask the questions about it. Yeah, that they, this did not happen in the confines of a marriage, so it would have been fair uh -huh. game to still ask that question. And it's also something that Adriana wants in uh, The Sopranos to get Christopher to propose to her so she can't testify uh, against him mm -hmm. in The Sopranos. But Mike also then spends the night with Rachel's parents. Doesn't ask uh, Robert Zane uh, if he is a fan of The Wire. No, he doesn't. He doesn't Adriano any... uh, was not a big fan of The Wire either. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, Robert Zane would have been, it would have been so interesting for him to bring that up. Be like, so you ever seen it? You, mm -hmm. you kind of look like that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, we meet Do you Rachel's... ever get that? <laughs> yeah. We, reach, we meet uh, Robert Zane, of course, again. And then we re meet Rachel's mom, which, I mean, a smoke show as usual, We as we would have considered, uh, you know, thinking that based off obviously, of what we heard in the past. Yes. Obviously. And so I was like, okay, this is where she got it from. She got it from her mama. You know, there's really a, a weird part uh, where when Rachel um, is initially confronted with the idea of taking Mike to dinner with her parents, Mike's like, so you don't want me to meet your folks? And she's like, no, it's, it's all good. You know, she's got a little worried that, you know, Robert Zane might figure out that he's a fraud. But Mike says, why? Is it because I'm white? And I'm like, Mike, come on. Mm -hmm. Look at Rachel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop. 
stop playing. I fully, I when Mike when Mike said that, I started to question myself. I was like, if they have a black lady sitting at that at that kitchen table, I'm gonna ask a bunch of questions. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was it, it went well. You know, uh, Robert Zane and his wife, they were they, normal like dinner time banter. And then later on, we see that Robert Zane comes to uh, Mike Ross is like, okay, so you clearly like my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering, you know. How, like, how you feel about her now that she's obviously not going to Harvard, but she's been applying at different schools like uh, Stanford, mm-hmm. which is across the country. Right. And Mike Ross is gooped, Rob. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know that this was a thing. He's yeah. shocked to find out his girlfriend's leaving him. Now, is Stanford, you know, just like on par with Harvard in terms of like top law school? Or was the appeal for Rachel that it was on the other side of the country, that this was sort of like an escape hatch from the Mike Ross experiment? I think that both things can be true. Mm-hmm. Right. So she says uh, when he finally confronts her about it. And of course, they have their whole like, oh, my God, you don't trust me. Why aren't you telling me things? You know, they do that thing, uh, which, again, moving very, very fast, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Mike Ross is saying to her, you know, like you you feel bad about this yeah. because you are planning to leave me and you weren't going to tell me. And she's like, yeah, my interview is actually tomorrow. And she says to him. Um, it has crossed her mind that the idea of going all the way to Stanford could be a fresh start. Yeah. It has. Okay. And so, you know, it might be a decent choice for law school, but it does give her the opportunity to potentially so, not be under his thumb. Chappelle, according to the U.S. News and World Report, 2023-2024, okay. best law schools, number one, Stanford. Okay. Hey. But could right, you imagine? right there, number two is Yale. I mean, she could have just like... Uh, you know, Harvard is six, actually. Um, Harvard's Ooh. five or tied with Duke. Could you imagine going to Stanford Law School, the the number one law school in the country, as per that website you just uh, listed, and then showing up at um at uh, Pearson Darby and Inspector and being like, I went to Stanford. And they're like, we don't care. Boo. We only let the Harvard grads. <laughs> like, you get to look down on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, I was going to apply here, but I went to Robert Zane's firm because, mm-hmm. you know... Y'all only let in Harvard grads, and I'm kind of I'm kind of above that. Uh, yeah, it would be very a very interesting choice to see her go to Stanford, and and to and to say that you know if you think back, I mean I'm sure the rankings were probably different back then, maybe. But if I'm Rachel, what's the better way of getting back at Harvard for not letting you in than to go to the number one law school in the country? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, not a bad choice. Chappelle, but who Mike is not mad who, about it? Who gets a Liddy this week? Hmm. Who had some good moments? I mean, Jessica pulled herself out of a hole, yeah. potentially. Uh, Jessica's on the table. Is Harvey on the table? For what? He's got... What did he do? Well, he saved the Ava Hessington thing. Did right? he? So, like, yeah. Uh, well, he used Jessica to do it. But remember, all of this is for Harvey to one day become name mm-hmm. and managing partner. And so, getting Jessica kind of back on his side, it doesn't hurt. He has, I mean, it's like it's like he he won, but he didn't really win anything per, per se. He still has to deal with Cameron Dennis. Like he's not he's not done with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Harvey can have it until Cameron Dennis is is uh you know kind of dealt yeah. with. He's been over yeah. season three. Yeah, it's because he's got the running the longest running feud with anybody. It's the Cameron Dennis feud until until he dispatches him correctly. You know, just gets rid of mm-hmm. him altogether. Yeah, I think him and that mustache are just gonna be uh you know. Sticking around. So Harvey tried to life. get a shot in at the mustache and then ultimately it, it didn't worked. get the finish. Yeah. It 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 did work though. What did, what did he say about the mustache? Uh he's just like, started to um, say, and like you've got like a million to one shot, and he's like, Yeah, and your mustache, and they they cut him <laughs> off. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, was he wrong? Yeah. So <laughs> I would say that I think Jessica, look, she made the move. She got the Ava Hessington thing straightened out. She attempted to win Harvey back over. Maybe it's going to work, but maybe she did stop the coup in its tracks. And then maybe this is the turning point where I can't see this tension with Jessica and Harvey going on for much longer. Maybe this is sort of the point where we look back where Jessica righted the ship. So I'm in favor of a Jessica Liddy today. All right, let's do it. Jessica Liddy today. Um, Jessica, it's been a while since Jessica's got one, huh? She, I mean, it's she, been a minute. She, well, I think she actually uh, got two at the end of season two, but I think those mm-hmm. were her only two in season two. All right, yeah, she's been having an uphill battle here. I mean, uh, you know, Mike Ross had been the uh, the big winner so far this season, I believe. Um, but you know, if if his main conflicts in life are going to be Oh my God, is Rachel going to college? You know, like, like, bro, I think that we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, got the, I think he's going to be missing out on a lot of these. Uh, I actually thought about uh, even Lewis for this one, you know, uh, considering he got to hang out with the cat. Uh, him and Nigel seem to be getting on a better page. I don't think Lewis can have it until though. Like he like he needs a big win. Um, and then of course Donna is spending a lot of time with her dentist. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, they're on the rocks, but. He did, uh, you know, I mean, they're not ready to define the relationship per se, but he did propose, you know, a longer term agreement. And so there was a few winners here, but ultimately I think it's safe to give it to Jessica. Okay. Chappelle, anything else about uh, this episode? I think we got some reviews on suitspodcast.com, but I don't think anything else about this episode per se. Do you, uh, I think we have a new one. Do you want me to go look at it? Yeah, tell us. Uh, you can go to suitspodcast.com. Uh, we love to read them as well. So if you go to suitspodcast.com, it's very easy. Just scroll down. Uh, we've got the form right there to leave us the reviews. Helps more people find the show and more people that are in the Suits firm find the podcast. And so uh, what do you got, Chappelle? Okay, well, this one's from a few days ago, but it says, these are a few of my favorite things. It's from trying to find a unique nickname. Um, It says, uh, my favorite podcaster doing a daily podcast about one of my favorite shows. This was made for me. I was already on my third rewatch of Suits when the podcast started, so I immediately went back to the first episode and started the daily watch along. I listened to so many of Rob's podcasts. How does he do it all? Chappelle is so fun to listen to listen to as well i love you guys thank you for bringing us so much great content do burn notice next rob at some point we i might know just nothing need to set about aside. burn notice I, I have a burn uh, on my arm uh yeah you do i noticed uh i think that you uh, you have to set aside maybe a a feed potentially for old oh. ass usa shows <laughs> <laughs> because um burn notice is indeed in that realm yeah. okay uh, so what, be what's one. the feed Psych- title that we re- we ran suits podcast into born in the usa born in the usa <laughs> network you know call it call it what it is we do burn notice we do white collar we do monk we do uh psych yeah listen it's this is a long way away. We're only in season three. But if you are listening to this or you are a fan of those old ass USA shows, let us know. Tweet us at SuitsPod on Twitter or, you know, leave us some feedback on uh, SuitsPodcast.com slash Facebook in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and let us know. Hey, yeah, I want to hear you talk about those old ass USA shows. You know, uh, if we got a following for it, we got to do something with the Facebook group when it's gone, y'all. It's mm-hmm. years from now. We don't have to worry about that for a long, long, long time. Yeah. But 
Let's just start getting the ball rolling on what we're going to do with our associates. Okay, if you're listening to us years down the road, I guess you already know the answer to what we did. You already know the answer. You have the spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tell we're, us how we did. We're <laughs> just sitting here in 2023 trying to figure it out. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle TNT on Instagram. Okay. And then I'm at Rob Sestronino, podcasting about a lot of other shows too, besides Suits, if you are interested <laughs> in any of that, specifically the reality TV shows. So thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.